These are the true stories of sequestered strangers. Ordered to shelter in place, work from home, and have their love lives taped. Find out what happens when people stop wearing pants. And start getting real. This is the real world, I think, with love under lockdown. Hey everyone. Hey all. My name is Kara Cutter. And I'm Farah D. And we're longtime friends currently under shelter in place orders in the city of San Francisco. During a recent Zoom happy hour, we found ourselves wondering how our single friends were handling virtual dating. And if any of our wedded friends are ready to kill each other. And then we got curious to know how others were faring in this unique time of COVID. And just like that, love under lockdown was born. We have spoken to people all over the U.S. and abroad, including a woman who describes herself as the hall pass mistress in a marriage on the rocks, a newly single born-again Christian who's treated to a third date at Costco, an entrepreneur who found himself missing sex parties, so he took them online, a recently incarcerated reality TV star nursing a broken heart, and so many more. We are excited to share our favorite stories with you, as well as a few tips and party tricks we've picked up along the way, like how to be virtually flirty and keep the phone sex dirty. All in all, we've been blown away by the spirit of creativity that has prevailed as people have figured out new ways to connect. So here we go. So today we have a very sexy podcast for everyone. We had the opportunity to speak with Misha. He is a life coach and sex educator. I love that. And he is a founder of For Love, which was born out of the pandemic, a pandemic baby. Yes. Him and his friends were missing sex parties. They sound like a fun bunch. I know. Um, Having sex parties on the reg and they missed them. Um, Much like I miss hugs, but you know, some people miss sex parties. (laughs) And so they took matters into their own hands, literally, and created for love. They Thank launched. God they did because we <laughs> reaped the benefits. We absolutely did. <laughs> Isha discussed so many amazing tips, some tricks, and insights yeah. about sexual connection in this different medium. And uh, how to do phone sex. <laughs> which I didn't realize I had no idea how to have it's, phone sex. It's a fine art. I mean, to be honest, the last time I thought about phone sex was well over a decade ago when I was in a long distance relationship. And that's all I can think about. Yeah. And now, yeah. (laughs) That's a cool skill to have. I don't know if I put it on my resume, but... I want it to go on your resume. (laughs) I'll put it on my LinkedIn. Even better. And we don't want to keep you from this a second more. So let's get into it. Let's go. Giddy up. I don't know about you two, but I'm ready to like talk about love and sex today versus the shit show going on. Yeah. Well, let's start with you. Let's do a quick little bit of background on you, if you wouldn't mind, and where you are sheltering in place. Okay. Um, My name is Misha Byrick. I 
grew up in Berkeley, California, in the Bay Area. I've lived all over, but I moved back here about five years ago from New York, and I live in San Francisco. And I'm moving actually to the Oakland Hills in a couple of weeks. You know, I've been spending a lot of time over the last three months, like really engaged in how to create intimacy and connection remotely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we all we all need a mo- um, deep connection, and what are the ways that we can do that without being physically present with each other? I used to think that wasn't even an interesting question, and now I find it incredibly compelling. <laughs> yeah, now it's like yeah. at the core of our happiness. <laughs> I feel like yeah. our ability to be happy. Well, let's, we would love to hear the conception story of For Love and how the idea was born and how the site came to be. Yeah, so um, For Love parties really came to be because um, a friend of mine just started hosting really impromptu, essentially virtual play parties in a Zoom room the night, like the, the Friday after quarantine started. <laughs> Who's <me>. on it? <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Yeah, my friends and I are pretty into into sex positivity and parties, and we wanted to see what was possible with the virtual Zoom space. And, you know, we we were just experimenting, and I started hosting some of the experiences within the room. We quickly figured out that these spaces, not universally, but generally demanded a level of facilitation. Sure. Mm -hmm. From like a kind of general play party where people kind of are more on their own, like a normal party, like a Zoom room requires some level of facilitation. And then we were doing those once a week for the first month or so. Or, um, and then it became more of an organization. There's a whole team now that are working together on managing volunteers and managing experience hosts. And um, for safety, we've created a whole membership model so that you know, we're not bringing strangers onto the room, which could be really just dangerous and not contribute to a, the sense of safety that's required. Um, so like many play party organizations and sex positive organizations, we're a membership organization and, uh, you have to apply to be a member before you can come to any event now, you know, you mm-hmm. can throw a bunch of people in the zoom room and be like, let's get sexy, but no one, will. <laughs> <laughs> no one will. that ball rolling really. I mean, like, cause there's, oh. there's, you get all sorts of in- issues of gender ratio of perceived safety of like, am I being recorded? Like what? what's there to prevent someone from recording me? Like who in fact is watching? Like what if someone has their screen blacked out? What if someone has a mask on? You know, so much can affect your sense of safety. Not to mention it's new for almost everybody. Right, I was about to say like, I wouldn't know how to get sexy. And I think that's like an issue for a lot of people right now who are even dating. They're used to feeling somebody out in person mm-hmm. and all the connecting with them. And now a lot of people who are dating are like, I don't even know how to have phone sex. I don't even know. Yeah. So how do you even guide them and teach them? Well, it does. It does. I mean, I think you're, you're really pointing to something really important, which is that it involves a, a whole nother layer of vulnerability, which is that we're mm. all sharing in this kind of like ignorance, right? In the sense of like, this is, this is new and different and uncomfortable for everybody. You know, one of the big distinctions I make is, is in when we're engaged in a video call, like there's, there's, there's both sound and, and visuals. Yeah. Right? Um, and that's how our parties are. But a lot of what I encourage people to start with, with remote connection is just sound. It's just a phone call. Mm. And, um, and, and starting with uh, basically getting on the phone with someone that you feel comfortable with um, and just breathing with them. So moving from a space of heady conversation via technology to presence via technology. That's like step one. Beautiful. So we, I love can that. we just be like really deeply in our own bodies? Mm-hmm. 
sharing that experience together. And, and so that might mean like I might um, get on the phone with my best friend and just guide like what, what hugging him would feel like and it would be almost like a virtual hug mm-hmm. uh, where I describe it and then we're both breathing together and we find ourselves more <sighs> in our bodies and that kind of opens the door. And then there's a kind of continuum of sensuality where you could describe a massage or you can describe um, eye gazing um, and then you can actually, and of course, you can eroticize it quite dramatically through like actually doing phone sex and, and describing an erotic encounter or um, self-pleasuring while you're on the phone with a partner and, and, and describing it or just being very vocal and expressive mm-hmm. <laughs> with, right, I, I, the, the kind of three keys are, mmm, and <laughs> the sensual exhale, like, ah. And then there's there's moaning as well. <laughs> on all of these, take on like a yeah. huge importance. This, this is like right. blowing my mind because it's funny how what if somebody is just like really good at this like auditory sexual experience, and then you meet them in person and they're just like really smelly, or you know like like it just throws the whole thing off. The whole thing and is then, blown. That's it. I don't know. I think if, if if I if I may, Farah, what I what I'm what I'm kind of seeing in your question is there's this hierarchy that, that I think all of us kind of default have in our minds, which is that this uh-huh. logically intermediated stuff is the stopgap. It's temporary. It's not like the real thing. Uh-huh. When that. I actually meet the person, that's when the real connection happens. Mm-hmm. And, and I would just invite us to question that, right. that there are some dynamics that actually might be perfect for this person gives really great phone sex. I'm actually not that physically attracted to them and don't really want to spend time with them like in real life, but that's fine because we have this beautiful phone connection and that's real and sacred and its own thing. Sure. You know what? I can get on board with that. (laughs) That makes sense to me. In fact, it could be liberating even, you know, normally the visual would be the block. Right. That's a good point too. Yeah. Or just, you know, like relegating a friendship to someone that I party with versus someone I'm going to, you know, dump on when I'm really struggling, you know, just different buckets for different experiences. Mm-hmm. So yeah. what tips if you have, like, let's say I, I have never done this before and I want to be just like the best phone sexer ever. I want to learn. <laughs> I, I mean, it sounds like a great skill to have. It's such a great That's skill to have. Right? I was teaching the first two months of quarantine. I was teaching workshops every week. Like phone sex and then advanced phone sex, right? Um, I think it's a huge skill to have. So one of the tips I recommend is actually um, like in your own self-pleasuring practice, like being vocal. Mm. So it's it's very important in a phone sex connection to 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 have a sense of what I call authentic performance, to be true and authentic in your body, but also be communicating your own pleasure or your own turn on to your partner. And that creates a really beautiful dynamic. This applies to all genders, by the way, right? Yeah, so sure. People Absolutely. have a story that it's only, right? And this is pornography too, right? Only women, only women are allowed to moan. Men are sometimes allowed to grunt. Right, right. <laughs> weird, right? Yeah. But like the moaning is important, right? Especially like there's, totally. there's someone talking and then and using words and then the other person should be encouraging, affirming, um, and validating that person's words to let them know that they're on board, that they're, the, they're on the same page. And that could be done with moans. It could be like, yes, more of that. 
So um, to get good at phone sex, I'd say basically have phone sex with yourself, mm -hmm. right? Where you're actually moaning and making sounds and mmms. Um, My neighbors already think I'm so weird. I know. There is a neighbor dynamic. <laughs> you know what's also interesting that I, you just made me think of? I think women are also really good at faking it. So I like how you're saying authentic. Like, haven't you been with a guy before, <laughs> or anyone? Um, haven't you been with somebody and you can tell that the women he's been with before were just faking it? Because I think we have been taught that our auditory experience is to be performers. When I use the word performance, I think phone sex actually brings this up. I'm so glad that you mentioned it. It's such an important thing to confront when it comes to like, especially heterosexual dynamics and like the pressure on women to perform their pleasure, right? If there's a pressure yeah. on women to perform sexually through their erections, there's a pleasure on women to perform their pleasure for their men, right? right. And, and this could be really problematic in a phone sex context, or it could actually be really liberating. For yeah. a lot of the people who come to my phone set classes have that exact same question. They're they're heterosexual women and they have that same question. Um, what I what I would say is the beauty of phone sex is that you don't need to worry about them touching you in a way that actually isn't pleasurable. Sure. Yeah. yeah. You could be touching yourself in a way that's really pleasurable. While right? Yeah. And then you can be there's there's this narrowing of focus where I invite people to invite their partners to use their voice in a way that's, that sounds pleasurable. And the best way to do that is just to breathe into your belly and go low and slow. So if I was to have, right, I'm kind of up in my register here and talking, we're just talking, we're in our heads. But it, for phone sex, I would be much lower and much Interesting. slower. And that alone, it doesn't even matter if I'm talking about sex and cocks and pussies, I could just be talking about Baba Kanoosh, <laughs> and <orange> bears, <laughs> and picture frames. And so long as my voice is really present and so long as I'm, you and I are sharing the vulnerability of being in our bodies together, which is a big ask, especially yeah. if you can't visually confirm that the person isn't just looking at the phone and laughing at you, right. then, then what I've found is that again and again, people are able to enter into that space because both of them want to. They both want to enter into that vulnerability. How can you get your, let's say you're taking the class, your partner isn't. Is there ways or techniques mm -hmm. for people to get their partners to feel more comfortable? Yeah, the, the biggest thing I would suggest is teaching your partner just the sensual exhale, which is kind of like one of my go-to tools, right? Which is and it actually really does help. The essentially exhaling helps you get into your body and into your turn on more. So if you've ever like had a hard time getting turned on, <sighs> do that 10 times and together with your partner and the sounds of each other will like help turn you both on. Mm, um, interesting. Then I would suggest if you get into like, I'm des describing what's happening or describing your, your fantasy scenario, start really slow as well. Not just slowing your words, but slowing the action. You can get very erotic very easily with, with G, essentially PG-13 rated activities. Does that make sense, right? So yeah. not, not, not putting the pressure on them to like describe some like fuck fest, but rather really just being like, like, I'm like foreplay, fun. Or even, or even like nature scenes, like, like describe the scene that we're in. Describe the like we're in a, that mountain path that we know that we love hiking in together, you know, and the we can feel the leaves crunching under our feet, um, and we're holding hands and I'm looking deep into your eyes, and the wind is 
whipping your hair and, you know, that kind of thing. And then you're, you're both together. You're, uh, you want to start co-creating a fantasy slowly. Like, yeah. Like talk about instead, the other thing I would say, don't, don't you say, let's have phone sex. That could be very intimidating for someone who's not. Yeah. That's say, a lot. Let's, let's just share some sensual energy over mm-hmm. the phone or even share erotic energy over the phone. And I like, I like that phrasing, even though it's a little woo woo, like a little hippie. Um, because it takes the pressure off of like, oh, phone sex. Does that mean we're supposed to like totally my mimic intercourse? Like, does that mean I have to be touching myself? Like, what are, what are the rules? You know? <laughs> yeah. What does that even mean? Yeah. Well, I think that's a mistake a lot of people are making. I was talking to a friend the other day who was who had been propositioned for phone sex by a guy she's dating, and they, you know, were sheltering in different places, and basically before the lockdown, had never had sex. So it seemed like the next logical step, but I feel like they're skipping everything you're talking about, potentially starting with no visual, maybe just audio and, you know, setting this a sexy scene versus just like, you know, ripping the clothes off and staring at each other, which I think would be. Yeah. We're all so default to like, we have the capacity with video to like go there automatically. And I would just highly recommend that partners start with just audio. That makes total um, sense. There's a lot of wonderful reasons that you could do just audio, by the way, besides the, the fact that visuals can like put a lot of pressure on you to get naked right away. And then like, like first of all, if you've ever, like, if you're on a one-on-one FaceTime on your phone, what are you looking at? You're looking at them, but you're, all, you're spending half the time looking at yourself. You're adjusting your hair. I'm doing right. You know, like you're like, you're, so it puts you in your head automatically. A video call puts you in yeah. your head. You're like, how do I look to them? Do I look my best? Oh, it's like, it's, you know, fishbowling. My nose is too big. Oh, you know, my God, the angle is wrong. You know, phone sex, you can forget all that. In, mm-hmm. in general, with, with any kind of visual technology intermediation, you have to orient yourself to the screen and to the camera. You have to look at something and you have to be in front of something. Mm-hmm. With phone sex, you don't. With phone sex, you can have the, the cell phone, right, on the bed next to you, sure. you can, on speaker, and you could be completely hands-free. You can touch mm-hmm. yourself. You can, you can go like this. You could be closing your eyes. You can do what you need to do to get into your own body um, and not be orienting yourself to that, that screen and to that camera. And that can be really liberating. And then finally, I'd say like phone sex allows you to go into co-creating fantasy where a visual medium really doesn't. Like mm-hmm. a visual medium, it's like there, there is no mountain path. There's no wind. You're There's rooted in the reality. Like I, you know, like I can't imagine that because you're right there. I'm looking at you. And that could be wonderful, especially for people who love to, you know, exhibit their own bodies. Like I'm, I'm an exhibitionist. I love that being watched thing. That's not for everybody, you know. Like, and and so I would, I would invite people to just turn the screens off, get on the phone, and share some sensuality before getting sexy. Yeah. Well, when you're ready to get on the video and you're not an exhibitionist personality, what tips do you have for people to come out of their shell and to drop into their bodies and, and go there? Well, one of the biggest ones, and I think this is kind of a truism for sex and sexuality in general, is that I think this, the video medium for, for sexuality really demands verbal affirmation. Mm-hmm. And it demands us to know what kinds of verbal affirmation, and this applies to people of all genders, really turn us on. Right. If if your lover has like a really small cock, don't tell them they have a gigantic cock. But tell them that their cock <laughs> you want. Right? No, so don't lie. lie. Yeah. Don't lie. 
but yeah. also say like it right if you're if you know that your lover is like sensitive about their love handles or about that right like say oh your 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 sides look so lovely you know your ass is so sexy you know like lots of affirmations like that's one of the best things that's being demanded of us from this medium is using our words to like make our partners feel good and you can yeah. do that with like you know, seductive descriptions of phone sex, or you can just say nice things to them. Can we just yeah. all say more nice things to each other? Yes. I love compliments. <laughs> Who doesn't? Who doesn't? You know, like you're turning me on so much, like validating them, affirming yeah. them. And know, in this void right. of, you know, you're around the same couple of people or the same person all day, every day, or you're alone, I can't imagine anything nicer than a flood of affirmations. Yeah, just like let it rain, make it rain. Yeah, make it rain affirmation. Make it rain affirmation. And, and that's what I encourage in a lot of our erotic rooms at For Love is, is that we make it rain affirmations on each other. So if we're in a room collectively of like 10 or 20 people, then it, the chat is filled with like, oh, you're so beautiful. You're, you know, polite, right? We don't want to objectify and there's a fine line. But in general, if someone's on the screen and they're in lingerie and they're dancing, then the worst thing is to have a bunch of people just staring. And the best thing is to have people going, oh, yes, thank you. Thank you for showing us your body. Oh, you're turning me on so much. Like putting in the chat, like lots of emojis of like clapping or hearts or like, you know, like explosions, like all that stuff just feels good to see. You know, like I've, I've had these moments where I'm dancing um, in front of a camera. This is at like a dance party. But like if I get spotlighted by at a dance party, a DJ or a host at a dance party, and then like the, the comments thread just like blows up with people affirming my dancing, then I want to dance more, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Naturally. I would love to hear, you know, what you can share about a party. How, how sure. the moderation works. Do you have theme night? Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I love this medium for allowing us to go deep into themes. Um, We've done parties where there aren't that many themes. Like when we were first getting started, it was mostly just our friends. We didn't have to put a lot of controls in place because we knew everybody personally who was at the party um, and we trusted them. Sure. Um, and the rooms would be like, generally we're talking about multiple rooms all linked to, you know, now we, we create a really sexy website just for the party, just for that one night. And it's like a web, you know, and then each image tells you what kind of room it's going to be, what kind of experience to expect, and you can click through and that loads up the uh, Zoom room. But we've also just had like pretty simple parties where it's like one Zoom room is like the, the talking area, we call it like the smoking lounge, and you can just talk, and sometimes there's facilitated activities, sometimes like truth or dare, or never have I ever, or just some prompts. We've done breakouts to like, you know, kind of have the function of icebreakers, so we use the breakout feature and let people connect you know, um, we've, we've done webinars or rooms that are just demos or someone will like demonstrate sh like a shibari on their partner. Um, like Japanese, What's that? Uh, shibari is Japanese rope bondage. It's like all those sexy knots and stuff or other, or other kinky stuff. Or we do like, uh, we've had rooms that are collective strip teases, right? Where one person will say, okay, I'm the host. Now your job, everybody's job in this room is to turn me on. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. And so, and so they'll put on music you know, and everybody, and they'll, they'll maybe give it invocations. Okay, everybody, like, you know, let's, let's get as sexy as you can just with your shoulder, you know, and you'll get everybody kind of like doing like this or something, you know, it'd be a little silly or like, okay, everybody like get as sexy as you can, but let me show, like, show me like your face. Like, let's just show off your face or um, everybody go to your closet and grab a mask because we all have masks. Okay. Like get sexy with your mask now, you know what I mean? Like, so there's direction, you know, and facilitation. Yeah. 
Um, there's some rooms where, like, I, I, I run a room where I, I just lower my voice and we take turns talking dirty to each other. We, we talk dirty performatively to each other based on people's willingness to participate. So someone will say, oh yeah, like I'd love to do that with you. And then we'll kind of have performative visual phone sex, right? So I might say, you know, I'm running my hand along your cheek and the person on the screen will run their own hand along their cheek on the video. Ooh. This is very hot. Like, it, you know, I know I'm describing it in kind of like a nerdy way, but like it, it gets very, very hot and very sexy to see these kinds of synchronicities between what's happening. If you're watching this, it's like Misha's voice, this person's visual are aligned and synced. That can be really hot. Mm-hmm. Um, there's people who like basically start chatting in these sex rooms and then like are flirting with each other and then maybe go out the sex room and just get on their own FaceTime or okay. within the party, they'll just pin each other's screens, mm-hmm. right? And then they're, they're actually experiencing something a lot more intimate, even in the context of the larger virtual space, right? There might All be right. other people, but we know that we have each other's screens pinned. So I have a question. It's probably because I'm just an insecure person, but what if you're in one of these chat rooms and you're really into somebody and you're like, I want to have a one-on-one conversation with them or I want to pin with them, and then they pin somebody else. Would you feel rejected? <laughs> like, you know, like, couldn't you... Yeah. I mean, Does that happen? yeah, because you can, because you can have lots of one-on-one chats going on at the same time. Um, there's plenty of people who are kind of like flirting with multiple people all at once within the same kind of sexy space. Right. And yeah. so there can be that. I mean, there's definitely just like any social space there, 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 there's risk of rejection. Yeah. Um, yeah. Good point. Such but what, I, what I would say is that we, we've taken lots of steps to like facilitate a culture in which like we're both welcoming people's authentic yes and their authentic no, which mm. is really important for it, right? Like yeah. the, the culture of her love is not just like, only come here if you're ready to get down and dirty and do whatever. It's the opposite. It's like, right. please come here and explore your no. Like we, want, we welcome your no, we roll out the red carpet, in fact, for your no. There's ways to watch that are really transactional and extractive. And then there's ways to watch they're more participatory. So, mm. The, the, ba- the basic bottom line requirement that we require for everybody to come to our parties is first of all, to be a member, which requires us asking you a bunch of questions. Um, then there's privacy stuff. You have to kind of sign a thing that says you're over 18, says that you're not gonna record anything ever, 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 right? That's great, yeah. Right? Then you also have to have your video on and you can't look like you're about to come to a business meeting. Like, so this look where I'm mm. right late and I'm at my desk, clearly, right? Not it. Right, okay. you have to shift up something so that it doesn't look so that you're that you're putting some effort into what's coming, like what's coming through on your video. Right, so you can, don't mean like I can show up in a suit if that's my thing. If I think suits are sexy, yeah, but not at my desk. Yeah, just the lighting. Put the camera on your bed or even in your living room. Like, okay. like take the time to do something other than what your normal Zoom is. Sure, like, it's, it's just it's such a buzzkill to have someone just at their desk. Being like, yeah, <laughs> not to mention, yeah. by the way, like if a dude, and it's usually, right, like if someone wants to be entertained by something sexy on the internet, there are 18 billion ways for that to happen. You know what it's I mean? Like, that. Thing they yeah. like we are all about participation. Like if you want to like go on and see people camming for you, there's Chatterbait, there's, you know, there's a gazillion free porn sites. Like, yeah. 
this is not the place. This is like, right. this is like you're here with us. We're all in a party together and we're all sharing vulnerability. So video on, you know, mm-hmm. dress up, dress up your, your video feed. But after that, and no masks, because masks remove yeah. shared vulnerability. Hmm. You know, you can, but you can change your, your screen name to be a, a Zoom alias. Um, and we, as a host organizers, we'll know who you are because we match your Zoom alias to your actual name but the rest of the attendees won't necessarily. So if you want to stay anonymous from them. Mm. That said, if someone snaps a picture of you at one of these parties, and that means that you're going to be estranged from your family or lose your job, we do not recommend that you come. Yeah. Honestly, we can't prevent. We can't control everything that happens. It's the internet. Like, yeah. We'd be crazy to guarantee people's privacy or anonymity in this sure. kind of context. You do your yeah. best. Yeah. In this day and age where there are a lot of people who have triggers, could I come to you and say, like, if somebody mentions this word or this scenario, I'm going to be triggered? And can you create, like, a safe space for me in that way? If- yeah, absolutely. Um, our host facilitators, we do, what we do is we kind of do the consent um, and as much in advance as possible. So we have a couple of mechanisms for that. The first is um, we create a variety of experiences now. So our parties now have, like, sensual type experiences, like almost like tracks at a conference, right? You can go into the sensual track and have, like, embodiment or guided, like, let's just do some breathing that brings us into our bodies and makes us feel good. We're just some guided self-massage, stuff like that. Or we have something like kinky for people who are really kinky, or we have, like, explicitly sexual. And then we kind of have, like, fun or weird rooms where we have, like, art performances or puppets or games, right? So those are kind of like the kind of types of experience. Then um, before you enter into any room, like in a room, like the, the experience in that room is going to be described for you ahead of time. So you know what you're getting into. This is the kind of environment that you're getting into. Now that won't necessarily take into account every single possible word, but you'll get a sense of it. And then the third thing is that we, we use a system of indicating consent in your Zoom alias, in your name. So if you've got G in front of your name, like I do, uh-huh. Um, it means I'm down for whatever I take ownership of saying no, okay. right? You can flirt with me. You can, you know, try to turn me on. You can, you can chat with me. You can like approach me, right? And if you're a host, you can spotlight me, right? And I will take responsibility for saying no. If it's yellow or a Y in front of your name, it's ask me permission before doing anything sexual with me, before hop before the host like calls on me or says, Hey, you know, or says, Hey, like let's spotlight your video, Misha, or someone privately chats me some sexy stuff. Oh my God, your boobs look so hot. Like, no, it's just ask permission. Like, hi, may I, that's you know, nice. yeah. you, right. So like that's safety. Right. And if someone doesn't respect that, that's a consent violation. And then we have safety volunteers in every room that you can report to that aren't the hosts that are separate people. We also have a room that you can go to for emotional support because these spaces can be so, like you said, very triggering. We literally have a dedicated Zoom room just wow. for Wow, that's great. Wow. Yes. Um, Are you also accounting for like, you know, my sexual preferences, uh, you know, if I'm straight or gay or open right out the gate or you're not, you're not necessarily classifying people in that way? Yeah, we try not to classify people. Um, what we've found is that any number of types of experiences could be turned on and like the sheer variety of human sexuality and, and the fluidity is just amazing, you know? And we're not trying to create something just that appeals to the lowest common denominator. If we were, we would just create a strip club. Sure. And, you know, that's not what we're interested in at all. Like what we've found is that um, it could be like a deep turn on for 
a group of queer women to see straight men dancing, <laughs> you know, because it like, it can, it can just be very, very sexy or for, for straight men, like we could, we, we've seen that sometimes it's actually not about the visual element of, of female bodies so much as there, as the sound is like the voices and the sound, like we've done some really beautiful things of collectively creating like everybody moaning together can be super hot, right? It could be like you're creating like a soundscape of sex. And it's like, even if nobody's actually having sex, like we're all just sounding like yeah. and sensual exhales and everybody's turned on. Um, so, and what's great is that in a space where it's 20 different people and different races and ages and body types and orientations, you can't even tell what orientation someone is just from their video feed. So, yeah. Yeah. We, you know, it's a, a straight man could be in a, in a room filled with other straight men as well as women and a and a queer man can be turned on by the men and the straight men can be turned on by women and the women can be turned on by each other or whoever. And like, that's actually kind of wonderful is that we're all kind of willing to be, be seen. Then there's like a whole kind of other area of like, these are spaces to explore specific kinks or specific turn-ons like exhibitionism and voyeurism and, um, and erotic talk that um, a lot of people just skip over when you've got access to physical, right? Like a lot of us just, yeah. just why bother? We can always just be physical with each other. I actually love that, that these spaces are giving us occasion to practice and get better at being in our own bodies without needing someone else to help put us in our bodies, um, being with our own pleasure, using our words, using our sounds, um, getting creative with how we present, um, and even putting on a show, even if we're not naturally exhibitionists. And I think, feel like from that perspective, incorporating more sensory experience into physical sex would only make it better, right? So, you know, learning how to be more auditory and then bringing that into a physical situation oh, yeah. seems mm -hmm. additive to me. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and I mean, I'll also say that like with phone sex, you can have experiences that you might not actually ever want. You can explore taboos or things that you might not want physically. I've worked with partners and, and people with, for whom like they really want to explore like a, like a rape fantasy or they want to explore racial play. Mm. Like that's just completely off the table in physical reality. Right. For them, for, for that. But, but phone sex allows it to still be in your own integrity mm. um, to explore these things kind of like um, erotica. Absolutely. Yeah. That makes total sense. Have you come out of this experience of both being in quarantine and starting this new venture with any takeaways that you're excited to bring forward into a more normal sort of existence? I think if anything, this experience is, is giving all of us, and I want to invite everybody listening to like feel into the deeper appreciation we have for each other's bodies mm. and the respect that, I hope that this experience gives us for each other's bodies that like, you know, we're, we're, we're learning to treat each other quite sacredly, yeah. <laughs> right? Be because, because it's such a big deal now to be in physical contact. Like I'd actually like to invite us to treat each other's bodies with even more reverence. Yeah. I love that. I love that too. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story with us and yes. giving us kind of a, a peek into For Love and um, sure. thank you. For teaching us a lot. I know. I have to like send my husband away. I <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I, I, I'm, it's such a pleasure and an honor um, being here with you both. Um, thank you very much for the opportunity.
So a huge thank you to you, the listener, of course, and Misha for sharing those amazing tips with us. We loved it. And you are now a sexier person for listening. You're welcome. You're welcome and congratulations. (laughs) Big thanks to Misha. Can't wait to circle back with him and see how For Love is doing. If any of you join and attend a party, reach out to us. We would love to hear about your experience. If they let you in. Yeah. (laughs) Slide into our DMs and let us know how the party goes. And to slide into the DMs, we are on Instagram at L-U-L dot P-O-D. The (laughs) D-D-D. I'm going to cut this here and uh, (laughs) before this gets dirty. (laughs) Thanks, y'all. See you next time. Yeah, man. I don't know if I'm ever going to be able to spend money on clothes again. I wonder what that feeling will be like. (laughs) I'm definitely spending money on sweats and (laughs) tie-dye. Yeah, like dirt dirt cheap stuff for me. Like I got my stimulus check. I was so excited about nice. it. Nice. I was so excited about it. Good. Uh, it's literally on my nightstand. I was like, yeah, I'm asleep next to it. <laughs> Your stimulus check is sitting next to you right now. Yeah, exactly. You can just look over at it whenever you want and pet it. In a normal scenario, we would just like go to a rooftop and like try to have a glass of wine and decompress. And we can't do any of that. Like we were socially distant in front of a coffee shop. Like, oh my gosh, that's funny. I'm like, what the hell is that? Our neighbors literally just did a gender reveal (laughs) that I just saw to like take a photo. So fucking random. They're all in front of their pool. And I heard this like pop and I'm like, oh my God, I thought it was like a gunshot. I look out and there's like confetti coming out of a thing and the, the parents are going, ah! Are they insane, by the way? They're, they're like they, fucking insane. out of their fucking mind. Do they know what just happened in the, with the wildfires? Yeah, the fires? I, I can't mean, believe I just like funny, Cara. I can't live that. witnessed a gender reveal. Oh my gosh. By the way, it's a boy. <laughs> This is too much. Like people watch the news. Do they not know what's like, by the way, like audacity, we need our space, like our neighbors being all up in each other's business because we're all home all the goddamn time. It's too much. It's too much.